Vegetarian Zen, episode number 67. Welcome to Vegetarian Zen, a peaceful place for vegetarians, vegans, and the veg curious to share tips for living a healthy lifestyle. Now sit back, relax, and prepare to get your veg on. Hey there, Veg Zeners. Welcome back to Vegetarian Zen. My name is Vicki. And this is Larissa. And in today's episode of the Vegetarian Zen podcast, we are going to be talking about what gluten-free means and what gluten is. I don't know. You hear this term thrown around a bit, and uh, we don't know what it is. And I will say, I've even tried to reduce my gluten intake, not being very, not very educated about it. (laughs) I just thought, well, a lot of people are allergic to it then the chances of me being having some sort of allergy are probably high, so I'll just try to cut back. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. I still don't think that's necessarily the wrong approach, but uh, I, I definitely got myself more educated through this episode. Cool. Yeah, I, it's a really good subject, and I think it'll be interesting to a lot of people. So, All right, but uh, I before we get started in that, I know we have... We have a rating, and then we have a voice message to play for you guys today. And uh, our voice message comes from one of our followers who is sharing an application, actually a website Larissa and I started looking into to see if we can provide some support based on our last two episodes on cruelty-free products. So we're happy to share that with you today. You want to go ahead and get started with the rating? Yeah, let's do that. Now, today's rating is actually from Stitcher, and it's back from July. So we're a little bit behind on those. But so this is from Skater Girl. And Skater Girl says, uh, honest and interesting. So she says, I'm a pro skateboarder and vegan. And this show has helped me learn more about nutrition and the benefits of being meat free. I love the dynamic dynamic of the hosts, their honesty and their relatability. I love that they are not preachy, but just very honest about their own process of going vegetarian. My only criticism is that I would love to hear what their sources are for some of the larger claims that are made. Perhaps their newsletter can include a list of sources after each episode. Thank you for both. Thank you both for doing what you do, educating in a friendly way and for doing it so well. That's awesome. That's great. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Skater Girl, for that review. And uh, just a quick reminder to let you know that we do have a uh, page on our website for every episode that has the show notes. So in the show notes, we include all of the resources that we used. Yeah, but that's a good reminder. We still appreciate that feedback because that's a good reminder. I think we could do a better job of plugging the show notes. And I think that's a great feedback too because we have been looking for some things to add to our newsletter. And we admit we have not been utilizing that. We've got some folks that have signed up for it. And we just have been so focused on the podcast that we haven't really been putting anything out via email. You know, because here's the thing. I don't want to just put out things just to put out things. I get a lot of email too. I want to make sure it's really valuable stuff. But I mean, this is a good reminder that this is probably something that people would find valuable that we're sharing with them, the show notes and just a reminder of the podcast via via email. Right. Yeah. So definitely Skater Girl, thank you so much for uh, that feedback. Okay. Now we have a voice message and the voice message comes from our friend Carolyn Kennedy. She's very active on our Facebook page. In fact, she had just left us a question a few days ago asking about some high protein. Was it high protein or was yeah, it just... Yeah, it, um, it was high protein, uh, healthy 
snacks that yeah. you could take while she's traveling. Yeah, traveling is very tricky because I do a lot of traveling for business as well. Well, I haven't lately, but it seems like it comes and goes in sports. But when I do, I do know there are some challenges. And so some of the things we talked about were like hummus and chickpeas mm-hmm. and nuts and uh, there's kind bars bars that I like so we gave her some tips there but she also left us a voice message which we're going to play for you right now hi guys this is Carolyn Kennedy coming from Alabama I have to apologize first for my voice getting over pneumonia Uh, fun Uh, I just listened to your uh, cruelty free app 101 and I wanted to let you know about an app it is it does Cost it's it's a uh, two ninety nine in the Apple App Store. It's called Cruelty Cutter, Cruelty Cutter, and it is through the Beagle Freedom Project. If you haven't heard about that, it is amazing, and um, I really recommend you guys uh, Google that and look it up. Um, beagles are close to my heart. If you can hear some running around, that's my Lana. Um, love the podcast. Uh, I love this uh, recording feature. Uh, Thanks so much. Bye. Okay, well, that was our friend Carolyn Kennedy, and that's awesome. Thank you so much for taking advantage of that functionality on our website to leave a voice message. We love to get voice messages, so thanks for that. Yes, so thank you for recommending that we check out the Beagle Freedom Project, and of course, we went right out and looked at their website, and they are doing amazing things, you know, and it's one of the things you don't think of that beagles are used in lab research a lot. Uh, You know, you think of rats and you think of monkeys and things like that. But beagles are as well. And 68% of tests on beagles is what this website says. That's crazy. Wow. And you're just looking at this cute little face. I mean, that's Snoopy, you know? It's like, how do we we let that happen? Right. But they also have a big, they have some really good ways on there for how to help them out. She also told us, as you heard in her voicemail, about the application, the, um, let's see, what was that? The cruelty cutter? Mm-hmm. It's two ninety nine. We have not purchased that yet, but I do plan on getting that to check it out. And I'd love to do a review of the application for you guys and put put that as a post on our website so you can check it out for yourselves. But there's a big poster out here that has all of uh, well a lot of companies like Tide, Vicks, Rightguard, Pine Saw, L'Oreal, Glad, Drano, Crest, Bic. I mean, all these that do do test on animals mm. and we need mm. to again you know if this is something that you think needs to stop the way you stop it is by stopping to patronize these companies because then they'll have to get the message that this is this is wrong and there are better ways to do this right so yeah. like we always say you vote with your dollars absolutely and you know to help you out with that we've got a youtube video as well that where we show you some of the products in our house that we realize were not cruelty free and then we also have some comparable you know uh same type of product but from cruelty free companies so we have a video that shows you that as well to kind of help get you started we had to get rid of all those suckers that (laughs) i know that uh you know but luckily there are a lot of companies that are jumping on that and and realizing that that's just the wrong thing to do Mm -hmm. so right Okay, so are we we ready to get into our episode this week? Yes, we are. Okay, well, let's get started with gluten-free or gluten, I guess. So what is gluten? 
All right. Well, and you know, this is you. You were talking about how you didn't really know much. No, I had no clue. Yeah, I didn't either. I mean, <laughs> just I being just, honest, I was like, well, whatever it is, I guess you want to be free of it. <laughs> I guess, yeah. So many people say they don't want. Gl- well, okay. So I didn't. I didn't really know exactly what it is either. So gluten is actually uh, several proteins that are together are called gluten, and it's. What gives foods that contain it their chewy texture? So it's kind of like a sticky protein, I guess. So it's found in wheat, barley, rye, malt, brewer's yeast, and then also a a grain called triticale, T-R-I-T-I-C-A-L-E. And that is, it's really interesting. I was reading about that. It's a man-made, engineered wheat rye hybrid and it was actually if i remember correctly it was manufa- it was created in the 19th century i think so it's it's been a while, around for a while but because it has wheat and rye it's it's gluten yeah you know and let me just back up for a second because i think one of the things we wanted why we wanted to talk about this today was because as vegetarians and vegans, we're already kind of limiting what we're in, our intake is. And if you start to limit even further, you just want to make sure you're doing it correctly. Because like I said, again, learning from the past, I, when we just jumped into vegetarianism and do, didn't do much education, Larissa actually told me she, when she was doing the research for this, she said, are you cutting out gluten or are you just reducing it? And I said, no, I'm just reducing it when I have a choice between gluten-free or, or um, cl- containing gluten. Mm-hmm. I was just scaling that back. Right. And, you know, she actually alerted me to the fact that if I'm not, uh, if I don't have any allergic symptoms, we're going to talk about the whole allergy thing in a bit, mm-hmm. but if I don't need to for physical reasons, then I, I should probably keep, keep it in my diet. Right. So at least some, I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so anyways, that's that's why we're sharing this with you because as veg- vegans and vegetarians, we have to make sure we're we're getting the proper nutrition mm-hmm. and sometimes that means, you know, eating some stuff with some gluten in it. So Right. All right, so let's talk let's talk about foods that contain gluten. Now we we talked about the specific types of grains, but what foods? And now if I had tried to list out every single food, we would be here until next Tuesday, you know, naming everything. So Let's just talk about some broad categories. Okay, so there are breads, pastries, pastas, noodles except for rice noodles and mung bean noodles, Mm -hmm. crackers, baked goods, cereals, but be careful with the ones that are made from corn, rice, or oats because they often have some sort of gluten ingredients as well. Right, because corn, rice, and oats are naturally gluten-free. Right. Breadcrumbs, croutons, stuffing, sauces, and beer and malt beverages. Right, and those that's are something just, I've been cutting back on big time. Mm-hmm, right, and those are just some uh, of the broader categories that are pretty much guaranteed to contain gluten. Now, beer and and malt beverages always look well. You should always look, as a rule, anyway, at the ingredients, not just on. Don't look for a label that says gluten free or contain. You know, look at the ingredients themselves. Most beer and malt beverages are not gluten free, but there are a few options. Okay, so what about things that may contain gluten? These are things like snack foods, so chips, candy. uh, And, you know, this is, you wouldn't think that, okay, candy doesn't have wheat in it or candy doesn't have bread in it. But no, but it's the components that make up the ingredients. It's funny because that's another thing you'd say. Candy doesn't have meat products in it, Mm -hmm. but I mean, marshmallows are, Mm -hmm. I do. Yeah, because a lot of times 
they'll be used as fillers in in processed foods. So speaking of fillers and processed foods, lunch meat. Yeah. That's that, that's so nasty. Lunch meat is just so nasty. I it know. Even grossed me out when we ate meat. I mean, and now it really yeah. grosses me out knowing all the stuff that's in that. I know. Yeah, it's like the most processed of processed. Like bologna has to be one of the grossest things. Yeah, and hot dogs. <laughs> uh, okay, so now, but we digress. Mm-hmm. Now we're just start, starting to talk about nasty stuff. <laughs> uh, so, all right, snack foods, lunch meats, energy bars, canned soups. Um, Dressings and marinades. Mm-hmm. That's another one. You know, I we just I just purchased another cookbook with uh, that was for from it's by Brandon Brazier who did the Thrive book that I'm reading to help me train for the half marathon. Woohoo! I ran six miles today. Oh Yay. my gosh! I was so proud of you. That is so <laughs> Thank amazing. Thank you. That's the longest run of my life. Anyways, but one of the things I started to do is look into making my own dressings because even just like the plain basic vinaigrettes have so much junk added to them oh yeah they've got preservatives they've got extra salt added to bring out the the flavors you know maybe msg so definitely and you know if you have a good balsamic vinegar if you have a good red wine vinegar if you've got you know uh garlic and herbs you can definitely make in fact that we should do that yeah we should do a post on you know just different uh, or video homemade Yeah. yeah or video different uh, marinade and dressing recipes by the way props to you for the i need i have not given you public props i don't think but props to you for getting our youtube channel out there we had been talking about it and you just did it thank that's you that's awesome and i know there was a challenge that you're you're doing but i mean we all need those kinds of like even the half marathon i don't know that i would be running as much had i not mm-hmm. signed up for the half marathon training but i mean props to you for getting knowing what you needed to do to get going and then just get going. You've been doing like a video a day. That's amazing. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, you know, and it's fun. It's fun for me. I, I like it. And I'm looking forward to being able to get you in more videos as well. I know it's harder for you because you, you have your corporate job still. Um, but I really want to try to work on during the weekends getting yeah. you in some more videos because I want to get you out there too. Yeah. Okay, so anyway, back to uh, foods that may contain gluten. Now, this one I never would, and I have I put in parentheses here. Weird um, eggs <laughs> at restaurants. Some restaurants apparently put pancake mix in their eggs, so they'll mix. You know, when they're Why I get they maybe do that. I think maybe it makes them fluffier. So yeah, so. So that could contain gluten. Yeah, so that's weird. But uh, that's something you always want to ask for, especially if you have a gluten sensitivity, which we'll talk about coming up. Uh, And then also even meat substitutes. So seitan is wheat gluten yeah yeah that makes sense yeah and uh, some some of the other ones are added is have added gluten products as well. And then French fries uh, because of the coating the batter. And then there are more, but these are just some of the big ones that I wanted to kind of hit on. Okay, so there's some associated health problems, right, that come with, and this is where we start to get into when people say they're allergic. And Mm -hmm. so we're going to talk a little bit about what that actually means, because that's not exactly how it sounds, right? Mm -hmm. It's not actual, uh, but then there's some diseases that come along with that. There's some serious diseases, yes. Um, Celiac disease, of course, is the most, the most widely known it's not super common i mean it affects one percent of americans is what they're estimating now but it is becoming more widely known but let's back up for a second to what you just said because so many people will say oh well i have a gluten allergy well that's not technically 
Correct. Because when people are saying that, you know, gluten makes them sick or does things to them, uh, it's not technically an allergy because it's an allergy has with it associated at least some of the typical allergy symptoms. And now this is according to what I read. I was going to say, this is a good place to interject that, Mm -hmm. you know, this is what we found online. So Mm -hmm. uh, of course we'll link to the sources there. Mm -hmm. So you might hear something different from other people, but this is what we found. Right. And this is um, sources like uh, celiac disease, um, you know, foundation and um, Mayo clinic and and things like that. So we always strive to, to look for reputable sources, like personal blogs or no, (laughs) no, absolutely not. Um, But anyway, so it's, it's actually not a true allergy to gluten, but what celiac, let's talk about celiac disease for a minute, because this can be very serious. And celiac disease is an inherited autoimmune disorder. And, you know, we in our household know a little bit about autoimmune disorders because I have lupus. So in that same vein, what happens with people with celiac disease is that gluten causes the immune system to attack the lining of the small intestine, which is just, you know, it's, and what it's, what it's doing is the immune system is treating gluten as um, a hostile substance in the body. And so then over time, this causes permanent damage to the small intestine. It causes um, parts of the intestine to be eaten away. And I mean, so you can tell that. I mean, that's serious. So what are some symptoms? Like how do, if, you, if you suspect you might have mm-hmm. that, what are some sim- symptoms people have? Well, uh, symptoms are now, let, let's say first, there are blood tests to help diagnose with, uh, to diagnose celiac disease. Um, so some of the symptoms are gastrointestinal gastrointestinal problems, so like abdominal pain, diarrhea, gas, bloating, other abdominal symptoms, fatigue, joint pain, muscle pain and cramps, anemia, uh, skin rash. There's a serious skin rash that goes along with this. And then this is not a direct symptom, but more a result. Uh, It can cause neurological, actual neurological damage which is, again, is, is serious. Now, this affects about 1% of Americans. And as Larissa said, there are blood tests to help diagnosis. So if you're experiencing any of these symptoms, you should definitely talk to your doctor mm-hmm. about about that. And uh, the only treatment is really for this is complete avoidance of gluten products. Right, right. Unfortunately, there's not, you know, there's no cure, of course. Um, but you just really have to avoid gluten. Now, Going along with this, on the I guess it's on a spectrum, uh, is also non something called non-celiac gluten sensitivity, and what this is is although it can closely resemble resemble <laughs> resemble celiac disease, the difference is that non-celiac gluten sensitivity is not an immune reaction, so it has nothing to do with your immune system uh, reacting to gluten. It's just basically it's your body saying. I don't like gluten and here's what I'm going to do about it. Yeah. You know, so you have, you can have some of the same gastrointestinal symptoms, the fatigue, things like that. Uh, I think you can even, you, I think you can even have a rash with this one. I'm not sure, but you don't have the autoimmune symptoms like the joint pain, the muscle pain and cramps and, uh, anemia, things like that. You don't have the, the typical autoimmune symptoms. Okay. Uh, and then, it does closely resemble celiac in a lot of ways. So that's why that lab test is important. Okay. And then what about wheat allergy? 
Okay, now this is an actual allergy. So this is when this is why what you were saying is that yeah. sometimes people just say it's a weed, uh, it's an allergy, it's, it's to a gluten, gluten allergy, but, but it's really not. Right? Yeah, it's not a gluten allergy, but you may have an allergy to wheat. And when I say that, um, there's a difference because your an allergy to wheat is not specifically to the gluten protein; it's to the wheat in general. Uh, so the entire composition. And this is where you have typical allergy symptoms like a runny nose, itchy, watery eyes, rashes, breathing problems, swelling. And then you can also have some gastrointestinal problems with that as well. But that's a different, that's an actual allergy. And then uh, with the wheat allergy, it's okay for people to eat other gluten products if you have a wheat allergy. Like rye and barley? Yeah. But you should just avoid wheat. Okay. So let's get into some tips for going gluten-free. Mm-hmm. So if you don't need to avoid gluten due to a sensitivity, consider carefully why would you would want to avoid gluten products. Right. So and so this is what we were talking about in the beginning. And, <laughs> yeah, I, and I didn't I totally realize it either. Bandwagon, I think. Well, and I didn't realize it either. And then I started reading all this. I'm like, mm, wait a minute. Hmm. You know, because I was doing the same thing as you were. I, I wasn't avoiding it as much. Yeah. But I was still trying to, to have some different options and just cut back. Well, because it's like one of those things that we probably have too much of it anyways, mm-hmm. you know, so it, it, you know, because of the breads and all that stuff that it can, um, that's right. associated with it. So you have to be careful of that anyways. Right. And especially it depends on what kind of bread it is. You know, if you're loading up on white processed bread from, you know, Wonder Bread or, or whatever, then that's obviously or pastries or, yeah. pastries mm-hmm. or things like that. That's going to be bad for you, but it's not just gluten. It's bad for you because of the sugar. It's bad because of the processed nature of it. So, I mean, that overall, it's, it's not going to hurt you if you stop eating those. And there's no proof that avoiding gluten makes you healthier or keeps your help with weight loss. Right. And that's, those are some of the things that I read, you know, is that, well, if you, if you cut out gluten, then it'll help you drop your weight faster or whatever. But then, so I, was, I started to research that, and that's really not proven. There's nothing that says that. Okay. And another thing to consider is that in 2005, a report from the American Dietetic Association warned that some gluten-free products tend to be low in a wide range of important nutrients like B vitamins, calcium, iron, zinc, magnesium, and fiber. Now this was, when you asked me that question, this is probably what prompted you to ask me that question, Mm -hmm. which I'm glad you did. Because training for this marathon, I burn tons of calories and lose a lot of nutrients. So I've really been trying to study uh, these books that I got to help me to make sure that I'm eating properly on a plant-based diet. So this is a really good point you bring up that I, you know, I, I could be depleting some of these and not replenishing them. Right. And here's a here's another good point is that. When we talk about, you know, if you don't have a gluten sensitivity, celiac disease, if you don't have to cut them out, you still can or, you know, cut down, but replace with, don't, don't replace them with these gluten-free products that, you know, that are special. So there's special breads. There are things that, you know, are gluten-free. Don't replace them with that. Replace them with natural, whole, fresh foods. And the reason I say this is because not all of the foods that are marketed as gluten-free are healthy. I mean, some of them, because they're removing something, they've got to add stuff. Just like the fat-free, just Mm -hmm. like skim milk, just like all those things. When they remove something, 
They have to add they something have to back. Add. Yep. And what they add is normally not great. So some of these products are higher in saturated fat or cholesterol. Others may be uh, higher in calories, but they don't have a lot of nutritional value. So it's much better to replace what you're cutting back on with whole fresh foods. So bottom line is educate yourself. I mean, there are websites out there, there are books. Of course, you always want to talk to your doctor, just like we always say about when you make any changes. And of course, I didn't do that <laughs> last time. But I didn't make any drastic no, changes. No. All I did was start to cut back a little bit. No. So it's but not this like... is why this podcast is so good for us to ourselves, right? Because yeah. we knew as we started learning a little bit more about it, that this would be a good way to you know, you, you learn through teaching or, and mm-hmm. through talking about stuff. So this helped us a lot. Mm-hmm. You also want to learn as much as you can about foods that might contain gluten. Mm-hmm. And you also want to learn how to look, just like with anything else, looking at ingredients lists, like Larissa said, when they take something out, they're putting something back in. So you might look for what that is. Right. Well, it's just like when we talked about in our podcast about sugar. Um, sugar has a lot of different names, you know, and it's still you want to get that cut down as much as possible. So you need to know all those different names or the main ones so that when you look at an ingredient label, you can tell right away. Yeah. And then you can also look for some gluten-free cooking classes in your area. There's like, I know we around here, we have like these continuing education Mm -hmm. classes that are offered through our local colleges. So you might look into something like that. It's always best when you make it because you know what you're putting into it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to put in preservatives and flavor enhancers and things like that. Any flavor enhancers are going to be natural, right? Right. Uh, And then another good tip is just try to find different replacements for gluten-containing products without buying the, you know, overly processed gluten-free things. So you never know. And this is this is like my, I'm the poster child for this, right? And Vicky will attest to this. You never know if you will like something until you try it. Yes. I'm right? still trying to get her to try avocado I again. I have tried avocado again don't lately. Like, no. <laughs> I think you tried it like when you were like six or something oh, and hush. you grossed out on it and you just didn't try it no, again. Your taste no, has that changed. Was pickles. You're, but now you like pickles. See what I'm saying? Your tastes have changed. When you became a vegetarian, when we when we first gave it up, I mean, you had a really hard time trying to get used to this stuff. And now you eat salads, That's you true. eat vegetables. So I you think with avocado, it's the I texture. snuck a piece of avocado on your bread yesterday. Unintentionally. You totally didn't do that on purpose. You know it. And you said, ooh, this is good. No, that was like totally not intentional. Don't even try that. Um, but no, I think with avocado, it's the texture for me. It's I mean, even if it tasted good, you know how I am with texture. I know, but just try it. It's like banana. Just like you said. See, you're telling everyone to try stuff. You have to be a role model. I will try a piece of your (laughs) avocado. All right. So, uh, and then uh, also test out different brands to see which ones you like better. Because there are different, you know, different brands of the same type of product have different tastes. So just try them out. All right. So let's talk about foods that are naturally Mm gluten-free. So there are beans, seeds, nuts in their natural, unprocessed form. Yeah, all of those. Because Mm -hmm. you don't want ones that have been... Like honey roasted. Yes, because that... that, They they, add a lot of junk to that. Well, they add the spices. And those spice spice mixtures can contain gluten. Oh. Right. So Hmm. you always want to check that. And then uh, the next one, of course, is we talked about pancake eggs so fresh eggs fresh eggs fresh eggs without the pancake mix fruits and vegetables Mm -hmm. most dairy products Mm -hmm. we don't eat too much dairy right grains uh, okay so i'm not going to pronounce this amaranth amaranth Amaranth. oh i got it right arrowroot 
buckwheat, corn and cornmeal, flax, gluten-free flours like rice, soy, corn, potato, bean. How many, how many, how many, how many, how many <laughs> corn? <laughs> Millet, quinoa, and rice. Right, and it's good to know that rice is gluten-free. Um, and speaking of rice, and there's a cat rubbing all over our mic. Yeah, sorry so about the little bump. There He's may be a got, little... Jake is, always likes to get in the middle of our podcast. Mm-hmm. So um, the thing about rice is that, well, I just love rice, but we've recently discovered brown rice pasta, and that is some good stuff. That is good stuff. I tried it. I just bought, I went to Whole Foods, and I bought the, uh, I don't know, it was spirals or something, just to try it, and we just had it plain with sauce and mush. I added vegetables to the sauce, and it was really good. I like it better than the wheat. We I had We had been doing wheat for a while. And when you changed over to the because mm-hmm. you made something and it was it had the wheat pasta and I said, oh, I didn't really care for yeah. that. And you said, well, I'm gonna try the rice, and that was really good. Yeah, and it is gluten free. So, and then uh, one other thing you need to be aware of, especially if you if you have sensitivities, is be careful of cross contamination. Now, this can occur in factories, and that's why you'll see uh, on packaged foods it'll say uh, processed in a facility that also processes nuts or soy or you know so people with allergies can be aware of that but you can also have cross-contamination happen at home so if you are using the same food prep surfaces like cutting boards or cabinets and or utensils for both gluten containing and gluten-free foods without washing them in between, you can very easily have some cross-contamination. And if you have someone in your family or, or, you know, visiting you who has celiac disease or non-celiac gluten sensitivity, that can mean big problems. So make sure you keep that, you're aware of that and keep that uh, separated. So I think that does it for this episode this week. Hopefully we've empowered you a little bit with understanding more about gluten. I know I understand a little bit more about it now. And we've also kind of given you some options if you want to reduce the amount of gluten in your diet Mm -hmm. that we've talked to you a little bit about some gluten-free options. Right. And we'd love to hear from you guys too. If you, if you are, uh, have, if you do have a sensitivity and you have any tips, you know, for us, for our listeners that you'd like to add, let us know, send us a voicemail or email. Uh, but definitely let us know because we're learning too. Just like Vicki said, we're learning So this is a really good opportunity for us to increase our knowledge about it as well. All right. So with that, let's get into our recipe of the week. Okay. Well, (laughs) our recipe of the week in in our outline is... It's very specific. It says a pasta dish using brown rice pasta. How about that lasagna you made for our friends that came over yeah. a couple of weeks ago? Well, we already that. have that. Yeah, we already have that on our website. So maybe I will just link to that. That's awesome. That would be good. Pasta. That was amazing lasagna. You got a lot of kudos from. We made this because we uh, it was gluten free, and we have friends that that came over that need to that eat. Uh, Mm -hmm. gluten-free so we made that and it was amazing thank you very good and great leftovers for the week oh my god we had leftovers for like what two nights Mm -hmm. yeah uh, because i made a lot yeah so but it's it's really good and it heats up really well vegetable it had lots of vegetables in it all right so let's move into the quote of the week and the quote of this week i want to dedicate this to carolyn kennedy because she she uh gave us that 
new app to check out and also showed us that website, which I'm looking forward to diving into a little bit more and seeing how we can help with this. This is just, it's got to stop. I mean, we can't be testing on these beautiful animals. So So the Beagle Freedom Project. The Beagle Freedom Project. I like them on Facebook already. I'm going to check out some more of their stuff. But this, the quote this week, so this is dedicated to Carolyn, and it comes from Charles M. Schultz, who is the creator of Peanuts and creator of Snoopy. And he said, happiness is a warm puppy. No, that's so true. Or in our case, a warm 11 and a half year old dog. She's still our puppy. She's always, she's always always be be our our puppy. puppy. I still see puppy in her. And oh, this is, I forgot to mention this. If you want to see a picture of Carolyn's beagle, Lana, go out to our Facebook page and she left us a comment on, you'll see it on the, I think posts from other people section of our Facebook page. And she included a picture of Lana. Nice. So I'll ask her if we can put it, if we can share it in our main wall. Very cool. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that does it for our episode this week. All right. Another one in the can, huh? Yep. Another one in the can. All right. Well then we'll see you next week. Peace out. Bye. Hey, Veg Centers. Thanks so much for joining us today. Please be sure to visit our website at www.vegetarianzen.com. You can also find us on Facebook at Facebook forward slash Vegetarian Zen or on Twitter at Vegetarian Zen. Until next time, wishing you a happy body and a healthy mind.